Welcome to the Mile High Bite Show, your home for clips, news, bloopers, and more from the Mile High Flight Show team. I'm your host, Ryan Marinholtz, and let's jump right into this alongside my partner, Enrique Cisneros. And Enrique, my friend, it is all yours for the Detroit Lions. Thanks, Ryan. Super excited to do the Lions breakdown. So their head coach is going to be Dan Campbell, and the assistant head coach is going to be Deuce Daly. GM is going to be Brad Holmes. Assistant GM is going to be Ray Agnew. Uh, So one thing that I found that was super interesting about the Detroit Lions is most of their uh, coaching staff is made of uh, former players. So the running back coach slash assistant head coach, Deuce Daly, um, former NFL player, um, quarterback coach, um, and one of my personal favorite throwback players, Mark Brunel, uh, wide receiver coach Antoine Randall L, offensive line coach Hank Fraley, and assistant offensive assistant, none other than Mr. JT Barrett himself. So that's something that I thought was really cool about the Detroit Lions, um, especially with Dan Campbell being a former uh, player himself. Just seeing you know all these guys get a uh, like meaningful reps in their coaching career is really cool to me. So this current coaching staff um, had a you know a, a pretty large draft this year. Uh, they had uh, eight picks altogether. Um, the first of them being the second overall pick in Aiden Hutchinson, round one. Um, just an amazing pick. Uh, disruptive edge player coming out of Michigan, and very excited to see um, to see him on the field, to see him out there. Um, you know, just. Disrupting, disrupting plays. Um, then their second first-round pick um, was pick number 12, and they got Mr. Jameson Williams, the explosive wide receiver out of Alabama. Um, their round two pick, uh, pick 46, was Josh Pascal, an edge player out of Kentucky. Round three, pick 97, was Kirby Joseph, a safety out of Illinois. Their round five pick, Pick 177 was James Mitchell, a tight end from Virginia Tech. Round 6, pick 188 was Malcolm Rodriguez, a linebacker out of Oklahoma. Their second round 6 pick, pick 217, was James Houston, another edge player, this time coming out of Deion Sanders, Jackson State. And then their final pick, round 7, pick 237, was cornerback Chase Lucas out of Arizona State. Um, so lots of guys on, um, lots of guys got picked this, uh, this draft, which is real cool to see because this is a Detroit Lions roster that's reshaping and retooling and becoming brand new. Uh, so to see them add youth and guys that are high impact blue chip players like Aiden Hutchinson and Jameson Williams, even though Jameson's going to be hurt the first couple games of the year, um, you know, is, is is just awesome because I think with a lot of the guys like uh, Suell from last year, um, hopefully, um, you know, Jared Goff continue to add some experience and leadership to this group, um, you know, but they got Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a very talented young wide receiver. They um, signed DJ Shark in the off season. So yeah, there's a lot to be excited about. Um, with the Detroit Lions, especially adding, you know, a nice large draft class like this, especially two first round picks that are uh, difference makers on both sides of the ball. 
Um, so some key losses and additions with the Lions. So like we were saying before, they signed wide receiver DJ Shark, DJ Chark uh, from Jacksonville, um, tight end Garrett Griffin, cornerback Mike Hughes, linebacker Chris Board, linebacker Jared Davis or Gerard Davis, safety Deshaun Elliott, tight end Devin Funches, who used to be a wide receiver. And then defensive tackle Isaiah Bugs. So a few things um, to note. I'm actually did this right after the um, their first preseason game against the Atlanta Falcons. And um, so just a few notes from that game. Um, their starting offensive line was very very dominant. Um, they gave Jared Goff a clean pocket to throw from. Um, to you know execute play action and then you know they were moving guys at will around in the run game so um, offensive line for the Detroit Lions looks very very good um, the starters only played one drive but uh, they did show enough to uh, at least prove to me that this offense can be a bit better than the um, I guess the roster on paper might look uh, even though there's a few names that you see on that um the offensive roster that look good. Um, you know, there's still relatively lesser known guys and guys that don't necessarily um, have tons of experience in the NFL quite yet. Um, so, Miami minus Jared Goff. So, uh, you want to see what exactly what they did. They came out, played great. Jared Goff was great. Um, and, you know, they let a drive that ultimately ended up in a nine-yard touchdown by uh, DeAndre Swift. Um, another thing to uh, of note is the, you know, we just got done talking about the draft picks, is the number two overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson, is that dude. Um, first, you know, one of his first plays pulls a sweet swim move on the all-pro Jake Matthews, uh, gets the ball carry in the backfield for a loss. Two plays later, he drew a holding penalty on uh, Chris Lindstrom, who's also, you know, a first-round pick himself. So, you know, definitely um, a player that at least has the potential to be very, very well. But Jake Matthews, I mean, he's an all-pro. So if you're swimming swimming out Jake Matthews, then, um, you know, to get to the backfield, that's a, that's a pretty good start to your career. Um, a, a couple of stats from the other guys. Jared Goff was cool, calm. Uh, and collected, he completed uh, three out of his four passes for 47 yards. Uh, Amon Ra St. Brown, two catches, two first downs for 29 yards himself as he looks to establish himself as a premier threat on the Lions wide receiver uh, group. Uh, right now, he really is looking like a, a chain mover, a guy that can, you know, move the sticks. Um, and then DeAndre Swift, um, the running back, uh, the young running back that they got, um, you know, he looked strong in his decision making. He was patient on his touchdown run. Um, you know, there was definitely some improvement in regards to his vision, and uh, he, he looks renewed. Like his his speed looks back. His power looks good. Um, yeah, DeAndre Swift was uh, was quite nice. Him and Jared Goff both looked really really good. Um, and then about the rookie wide receiver Jameson Williams uh, he's probably going to be put on the um, the pup list 
which means he'll miss the first uh, four weeks. Um, they do have a bye in week six, so I would look for the Lions to possibly just hold uh, Jameis out until uh, after that bye, which would bring him back right around um, October. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I would look for in regards to uh, the Lions and what they're going to do with their young r- rookie wide receiver. Um, otherwise, yeah, the Lions really did look uh, very, very good uh, for their first preseason game. Um, so, now let's get into their roster a little bit. Um, so, their uh, quarterback room looks relatively relatively thin after one Mr. Jared Goff who, you know, this first um, this first game came out looking real nice, I must say um, so obviously quarterback one is going to be Jared Goff, then we got Tim Boyle, we got David Blue, Blau Blue, Blau I don't know how to say his name, sorry um, running backs we got DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams uh, Jason Cabido and J- Jamar Jefferson. Tight end, we got TJ Hawkinson, James Mitchell, Shane Zystra, Garrett Griffin. Wide receivers, we got Amon Ra, St. Brown, DJ Chark, Josh Reynolds, um, Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, Trinity Benson, and then, like I said, one, one, um, Jamison Williams, who's going to start the year uh, um, injured, you know, with that uh, injury from college. Um, then the offensive line, we got Frank Ragnow, Jonah Jackson, Hala Pilaviti, Vatai, Taylor Decker, Penai Suell, Matt Nelson, Evan Brown, and Tommy Kramer um, going into the defensive side of things on the defensive line we got the OG Michael Brockers Levi Onwazuke Aleem McNeil Josh Pascal uh, and John Kaminsky um, and just quick note Demetrius, Demetrius Taylor um, you know he's been making some noise in camp and um, throughout that first preseason game, so you know he can um, definitely be playing for a spot alongside John uh, Kaminsky. Um, then on the edge, they got Aiden Hutchinson, Charles Harris, Julian Oka- Okawara, Justin Bryant, and Romeo Okawara. Um, you know, obviously that group being led by the number two overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Linebacker-wise, we got Alex Alonze, Derek Barnes, Chris Board, Malcolm Rodriguez, and Sean Dion Hamilton. Cornerbacks, we got Omani Orure, Will Harris, Jeff Okuda coming back from the injury from last year, Jerry Jacobs, A.J. Parker, and Chase Lucas. Safeties, we got Tracy Walker III, Deshaun Elliott, the rookie Kirby Joseph, Ifetu Minya Ofe, Wu, and then Brady Breeze. And then long snapper, we got Scott Daly. Kicker, we're going to go with Austin Cyber, 
And then our punter's going to be Jack Fox. So that's what the roster's looking like for the Lions. Like I said, not too many household names, but guys that are young and up and coming and looking to make a difference on uh, this year's team, which I think they will. Um, now let's get into how that looks for their schedule. Um, so week one starting out right away with um, the Eagles, which is going to be um, it's gonna be a tough game, you know. Um, I think Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and Jordan Davis and the guys uh, out in Philly are going to be a tough matchup for them, especially week one. So um, even at home, I'm going to have them losing to the Eagles. Uh, now week two at home, um, they play the Washington Commanders. I do have them winning that game. Now, I do think this is a game that's losable as well, but I think that the Lions have enough um, on the offensive side of the ball to compete with Washington. Um, it's going to be the defensive side of things that I'm going to lean towards more with Washington, but if the offensive line plays as good as uh, they played in this first preseason game, I wouldn't worry as much about um, the Lions' offensive line against the Commanders' um, very, very strong uh, defensive line. So I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with my boys. I'm gonna go with the Lions. Um, week three we got um, at the Minnesota Vikings, um, the division rival. Uh, I have them losing that game just because it's in Minnesota. Um, I do think that this is a winnable game as well, but just giving the fact that this one's in mini, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to the Vikings. Uh, week four we're. Uh, Coming back home and playing Seattle, I think that's a win. Week five, we're going to New England to go uh, play the Patriots. I think that's a loss. Week six is their bye week, so this is going to be that week that we were talking about to possibly see Jamison Williams uh, afterwards, which would be week seven at the Cowboys, which I have them losing as well. Week eight, we're going to go against the Miami Dolphins. I think that's going to be a loss. Week nine against Green Bay. Even at home, I think it's going to be a loss. Uh, week 10, we're at Chicago. I think that's going to be a loss. And the only reason I think it's going to be a loss is because you're at Chicago. I think it's a toss-up game for sure and one that I would look for the Lions to try to uh, end their losing streak by uh, taking the Bears out at home. So look for that game to be pretty meaningful, Week 10 at Chicago. Um, week 11 in New York, I do have them going to New York and beating the Giants which um, if they're able to get that week prior win in Chicago, then maybe we start building some momentum uh, and take out the Giants as well. Ultimately, to be completely snuffed out by the Buffalo Bills, who are playing them in Week 12. And I would imagine this is going to be when Buffalo's in their like mid-season form, um, getting ready for the playoff push. So Buffalo's going to be really hard to deal with right here in Week 12. But um, I have them then going week 13 to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them winning that game. Um, I have them winning week 14 against the Vikings at home. Uh, then I have them coming to New York to play my Jets, and I have them losing. Uh, not even being biased, I just think that the Jets have more talent at this point than, uh, than the Lions do. Um, week 16 in Carolina, I have them winning. Week 17 versus Chicago, I have them winning. And week 18, Angry Bay, um, with a date to be determined, I still have them 
losing. So uh, the 2021 record was three and th- three thirteen and one. Uh, the 2022 record, I have no ties, but I have it at seven and ten. So it is going to be um, it's going to be very interesting. I do have them playing a lot better because I think they have a more improved team. I think that they have a slightly easier schedule with some very flip-floppy games. The Eagles game could flip-flop. The Commanders game could flip-flop. Either of the Viking games could flip-flop. The Seattle game could flip-flop. Um, I think low-key they have the talent to put up fights in most of these games. Like the Patriots games they could put a fight up in. Um, the Cowboys game, Miami, um, especially they get Miami at week eight. And that's, you know, kind of halfway through the season, but um, it, it might be early enough to catch Miami slipping. Maybe they haven't gelled as offensive yet, as an offensive unit yet with um, Tyreek Hill. So I would look for something along those lines. So I think the Lions are going to be in most of these games. Um, you know, I think it's going to be hard to play Green Bay. That's that's a really tough game. They have a very, very good team. Um, as as my boy Ryan will uh, point out. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So, um, Ryan, what did you think about the schedule? And what did you think about the Lions altogether? Great job, Enrique, as always, uh, on the Lions there. And yeah, this is a, a very interesting team because, you know, obviously you look at that 3-13-1 schedule from last year, um, and people expect them to not be very good again. Um, but they did make some additions. I think Jared Goff is going to do better in his second year there in the system. Uh, Dan Campbell obviously had that first year under his belt uh, with that staff there. and um, Yeah, I'm really excited for I am a 100% Dan Campbell believer. Um, I think that he is going to be a great coach. I hope that he's going to be a great coach. Um, I think that he relates to his players you know, on that level with him being a former player. Uh, you just saw clips from uh, it's been fun to watch HBO's Hard Knocks. And, um, you know, he was working out with the players, uh, doing the same stuff as them. That earns you respect. Uh, what, something that I saw that he really, or something that I saw that he did that I really liked recently was uh, that he let the players run their own practice. And, you know, obviously that's not something that you would want all the time. The coaches are there for a reason. But I think that that gives the players a sense of respect for the coaches' roles and, and what they have to do and why they're asking them to do the things that uh, they ask them to do on a daily basis, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And then also it just gives the team a better understanding of the overall goal and what's trying to be accomplished, uh, you know, rather than just having the their own perspective of, you know, I'm playing this position, this is what I need to get done, um, and then, you know, just focusing on the 1 of 11, the players will get a better understanding of this is the team goal Right. This is the, uh, you know, kind of identity that the coaches are looking for us to have and that we're learning towards and we're trying to develop um, and then understanding how to get there at the same time, too. I just I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, And uh, yeah, I I really hope Dan Campbell is going to do great, great things over there with uh, Detroit and bring that uh, franchise, you know, into its greatest heights. Um, So we'll have to see. But uh this team overall i think i like your prediction of 7 and 10 i think they were competitive in a lot more games uh last year than people gave them credit for 
unfortunately they just couldn't pull out a lot of those games um and they pulled out you know one tie there uh, but uh they were in those games and so if they can turn around their fortunes on just a few of those games you know four games right there seven wins going up from three um and i think that's 100 percent possible especially if jared goff can take a, a step there um but you know at the same time I do wonder what the long-term viewpoint is uh, for the quarterback position because I don't think unless Jared Goff really just shows out and leads that team and looks like he could be the guy for you, I don't think that he's the long-term solution at that position for the Detroit Lions. So I think now, and this is why I really wanted them to take Malik Willis in this past draft, because I think now you're in a kind of a weird position where you are a rising team that hopefully uh, won't be picking at the top of the draft next year. But that also means that you don't have the opportunity to get one of those top guys, um, which, you know, granted, this past draft class was not as strong as uh, some of the other draft classes we've seen. So I understand the uh, decision to pass. Um, but once you get into that second round, like, give me Malik Willis, bro. Give me Matt Corral. Just let him learn behind Jared Goff for a couple of years, and then you have your future set up. Right now, I think we're left questioning uh, what they're going to do at that position. Um, so we'll have to see how exactly all that plays out. Uh, you know, maybe they're the next team that trades for a quarterback, which would be ironic after trading away Matthew Stafford. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll just have to see. I am very excited for this Lions team and uh, what they can do this year. And great job once again, Enrique. So that's going to do it for us today. Uh, you can find the Packers breakdown to go along with this guy uh, right up there, you know, on all of the same platforms. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.